Welcome to Rise and Thrive, a segment of the Unyielded Podcast. I am your host, Bobby Kaler. These short segments are meant to be fuel for you, for your week, and for your life. If you are finding value in these, and if you haven't done so already, make sure that you hit that subscribe button so that you never miss another episode. I've been guesting a lot on other podcasts recently, and I've noticed that I am almost always asked questions around, why do people get stuck? What are the different forms of being stuck? And of course, how do you get unstuck? And now that's way too much to cover in one episode, so I'll address them over time. But today, I thought I'd jump into the question of what are some of the different forms of being stuck? Now, this is not intended to be an exhaustive list but here are seven forms of being stuck. Number one, uncertainty. This is a big one and it has some different flavors to it. The first way that uncertainty shows up is this way. I don't have a plan or I don't know all the steps I need to take. I see this one all the time. And here's the thing, having a plan, that's great, but it's not the only way to go about things. And in fact, sometimes having a plan can completely get in your way Because the journey becomes about the plan, not about your life. And at that point, the tail's wagging the dog. I'm a huge believer in having a direction and adjusting along the way. This allows us to stay intentional and flexible, which is often what our lives demand the most. Another flavor of this, of uncertainty, and it's closely related to that, is that when uncertainty shows up around things like, what will work? What else can I try? I've tried a bunch of stuff and and it didn't work. So now what? And then we feel stuck. And I'll go into specific strategies for this in a future episode. But if you are experiencing this, just know for now that this is a normal part of, of discovery and of this journey. You are not doing anything wrong, nor should you give up. So another way that uncertainty shows up is when it's directed towards ourselves. We doubt our own self efficacy or we have saboteur thoughts. You know, things like, well, who would hire me? How can I make something new work? How can I make that change now? And by the way, if the term saboteur is new to you, check out episodes 142 through 146. I did a little series where I talked about saboteur thoughts, what a saboteur is, what a sage is. And it was basically like a little mini series on mental fitness. And I covered things like what researchers mean by saboteurs, how saboteurs can affect us, and how you can start to break free from them. So you might want to give those a listen, and those are all pretty short episodes. And then my final note today on uncertainty is that it is a normal part of transitions. And this is really important because uncertainty can feel very uncomfortable. Yet, ironically, when there is uncertainty, that is when you have the greatest potential for possibilities. And that can be both overwhelming and exciting. So it's important to manage your emotions around it because if you're in a state of overwhelm, your brain is not in its optimal state and your options will appear to dwindle and shrink. Whereas if you stay in a positive and excited state, your brain will be at its most creative and then you will be able to see more and better options when you're in that state. Okay, so that's what I have to say about uncertainty relative to one of the states or one of the forms that being stuck can take. A second form of being stuck 
is feeling confined or trapped by current circumstances and current commitments. And this can really feel overwhelming and discouraging. The third form of stuck is disillusionment. And I followed, this is where we think, you know what? Hey, I followed the path I was supposed to follow and what I was supposed to do, and it didn't turn out the way that I thought it would. If this resonates for you, know that number one, you are not alone in this feeling. It is incredibly common. And two, it is never too late to change your path. The fourth way, and this is very closely related to, to disillusionment, is the person who asks themselves, when do I get to do what I want to do? In this case, the person is typically pretty satisfied with the way that things have turned out because they are providing for themselves and for their family and that feels good, yet deep inside, they feel like they've sacrificed a little bit of themselves and what was important to them along the way. The fifth variation is this. It's too far away story that we tell ourselves. And it can be that it's too far away or too big or too fuzzy or I'm too old or I'm too young or, you know, on and on it goes. There are a lot of variants on that story, but it's just that. It is a story. It is not the truth. Number six, when we have that inkling of an aspiration, but it's fuzzy and we don't know how to begin. I've seen this one, I don't know, dozens, if not hundreds of times over the years. If this is you, begin to feed and nurture that aspiration. Focus only on that, only on the aspiration. Do not focus on the how. Trying to figure out the how too soon will destroy the aspiration before it has a chance to grow. And finally, number seven, I'm already successful. I'm invested in this path. I get to use my strengths. How could I possibly give that up? Those are the seven forms of being stuck that I've seen the most over the years. And again, this is not an exhaustive list. Now, it's very hard for me to not dive into solutions for all of these. But if I did that and to do each one justice, this would probably be like a three-hour episode and nobody probably wants that. But it is painful for me not to give you something to try now because otherwise I feel like, hey, nice job of describing the water. (laughs) But what do I do? So my quick support on this, should you be experiencing any of these, is twofold. Number one, know and believe that there is a way forward. Now, don't dismiss this as being simple and trite, even though it kind of sounds like it, but there's science behind it. If we believe that there is a way forward, our brains will subconsciously work on finding that path. Conversely, if we don't believe that there is a way forward, our brain will only notice all the things that reinforce that belief. So it might sound simple, but it's an incredibly important step. And step number two, pick one thing, one thing that you could do that would feed you every day. And I'm really not talking about, you know, like a spa day or something, even though that's a lot of fun and I love those, but I'm talking about something way more essential than that. Things like taking five minutes before you get out of bed in the morning to do a quick, here's what I'm grateful for exercise, or here's what's going well in my life inventory. These types of activities work because when you do that, you're activating your sage brain or what some people call the creative brain. And again, if you want to know more about the sage brain and why it matters, check out those episodes 142 through 146. There's also another episode I just recorded recently called Not Everything is a Lion, where I talked with another researcher 
or a researcher on this. And it was a very good episode as well. So another five minute activity that you could do is, and you can do this on, on its own or in conjunction with that one I just mentioned, is to get outside and walk in nature. To, you know, a five minute walk, a five minute walk in nature, down your street or around your office building, but get outside for five minutes. If you choose to do this one, do not tune out by having music playing or even having a podcast playing, as much as that pains me to say it as a podcaster. But in those five minutes, tune in to you. Be silent. Doing this will give you two rewards. Number one, your brain needs that quiet time and that white space so that it can find new solutions and new ways forward. In coaching, we say that in the quiet, we find the answers. That's true because we're giving our brains time to work on it. And we often don't do that. The second way this activity rewards you is that by taking those five minutes to yourself, you are saying that you matter and that you are worthy of care. You'll be surprised over time how that pays off. I hope that this was helpful. If one of these resonated with you, please drop me a note at bobbyatunyielded.net. And the one that gets the most votes is the one that I'll be starting with first when I start breaking down the solutions. As always, thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate that. And since you're still here, I wonder if you'd be so kind as to scroll down to the bottom, if you're on Apple, and leave us a quick review and rating. I hope you have a great week and make sure that you rise and thrive.